The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. Today's show comes to you on Tuesday, May 12th, as we continue to roll through the 2020 NFL offseason. Obviously, we are all hoping for an on-time, normal start to the 2020 NFL season where fans are able to go to games or games are held safely and on time. No idea at this point whether that's actually going to happen. So many unknown factors, so many things out of the control of NFL teams at this point in time. Just wanted to uh, really start today's show by pointing out great work by Peter King on the Monday morning quarterback in which he talked to Dr. Anthony Fauci. You know, please go and read that piece on NBC if you haven't seen it already, uh, just uh, to get an idea of what the NFL teams are facing and what some of the factors are involved in having an uh, not only an on-time start to the NFC, NFL season, but a full complete normal season um you know that that goes you know full 17 weeks so you know that is a piece that that really is required reading as we kind of cross our fingers and hope for a 2020 NFL season we know that the NFL has been doing its part to uh, to keep things as normal as possible having the, the NFL draft, albeit a virtual draft, and last week releasing the NFL schedule. Just wanted to briefly comment on the Giants' schedule. At Big Blue View, I, I did a game-by-game -game post going through, and really I came up with a 7-9 and nine record for the Giants in 2020. And listen, you know, a lot of people will consider that to be overly optimistic. I could have easily gone the other way on two or three games. It could have easily turned out to be a four-win season. Look, I hate making predictions this early. I hate making predictions in general because there's just so many uncontrollable, unknown factors. The reality of it is, you know, we just don't know how a lot of these games are going to turn out. We don't know who's going to be hurt, who's going to be sick, which players are going to be available 
We don't know how certain teams are actually going to come together. So it, it's really impossible to say at this point, you know, how things are going to turn out. It is a difficult schedule for the Giants. Does include a couple of Monday night football games, which should be kind of fun, including a season opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, you know, at this point, I didn't, as I said, I did make that prediction. I did go through game by game and come up with seven and nine. Some folks think that's optimistic. I know most Vegas odds makers put the over and under at 6.5 wins. So I'm slightly on the optimistic side by picking seven and nine. We don't know. We don't have any idea how many games are actually going to be played. But, you know, right now, I mean, you can easily make the argument that the Giants could win three or four games. You could make the argument that they'll win seven or eight. We just have to see how it all unfolds. All right, what I want to do now, Giants fans, as we've been rolling through some of these off-season posts, especially since the uh, the draft concluded at Big Blue View, I've been trying to talk with some of the players and at least with uh, with coaches who have uh, who have worked with some of the uh, the young men that the Giants have either drafted or brought to the team as undrafted free agents. What I'm going to have for you today is uh, an interview that I did with Ryzen John of Simon Fraser University. I'm also going to speak with Mike Rigel, who is the Simon Fraser interim head coach and was John's wide receivers coach for the last two years at Simon Fraser. John is a, a big six foot seven, two hundred and thirty seven pound receiver who the Giants are are going to convert to a tight end. So we will talk to to Coach Rigel and to Ryzen himself about his journey to the NFL and about expectations for his NFL career. Let's get that started right now. First up, you'll hear from Coach Rigel about uh, about Ryzen John and, and what he thinks of the young man's chances to, to make it in the NFL. Um, I think, I mean, personally, I'm biased, of course, but yes, I believe he definitely has what it takes. And with that being said, he... He definitely is the athletic specimen when you're talking about the size, the height, all those kind of intangibles that he has that are just um, god giftly uh, blessed, uh, you know, size measurements he has. But what he does have is he has the grit and the grind. He um, he comes, you know, you know, you don't really find too many kids that love to always come to practice and get better and really work on getting better. Um, Definitely, I think um, there's going to obviously be a learning curve with the speed, of course, and, and definitely the size and the physicality with the guys that, um, you know, in the NFL. And But that's an adjustment for everybody that's moving up to that next level. Um, one thing he will do is um, he will come and compete every day. And um, I think really it is a good situation that he is, in a sense, getting trans, you know, he's transferring into that, that tight end, that kind of um, hybrid, possibly you kind of guy, second, third tight end, or, you know, even even if he makes the practice squad or whatever those details are. But um, I think that's going to be an e- a, a good adjustment for him just because he won't have to exactly at that, um, you know, at the receiver spot worry about, you know, the bump and run, the press techniques, those kind of things that 
he has worked on and he has got better on. But again, he's still really raw and green on the grass when it comes to just getting so many reps that way. Because obviously in D2, not a lot of guys come up and try and press him because of his size. So when I got him, he was really raw. You know, you could see the talent. You know, you could see that, you know, um, a lot of times he just hadn't been, you know, exposed to, you know, looking at defenses and understanding the why of why defenses are doing what they're doing and their Mm -hmm. disguises and, you know, and those kind of things. So what we try to do is, well, what I try to do is just try and trim up his process with understanding, you know, making sure you can always get off the ball, making sure you always got your head up, you know, all the technique kind of things and try to, you know, um, shorten the curve because there is so much that, you know, he has to learn to go to the next level. But, you know, we were trying to get him just to learn so he could be um, successful at our level and, and, you know, obviously being successful at our level created those those blessings that he has now so um but i mean he's been great he's uh he's definitely a kid that loves the game of football they just in canada they just don't get exposed to it at younger ages like we do when i came on and i was hired by our head coach at the time i just knew that i had this big six foot seven monster that was full of talent but just didn't have any technique um, didn't understand awareness and, and was still kind of coming into his body, into his frame and those kind of things and, and adjusting to those kind of. What, what would you say as is his real, you know, probably going to take some time for him, as you said, maybe it's practice squad, you know, as, as a rookie two, three years down the road. I mean, how effective of an NFL player, NFL receiver do you think he can be? What's what's really the ceiling for him? Well, you know, obviously everything comes with him being, you know, staying healthy and available because that's what it is in the league. Are you healthy and are you available, um, first and foremost? But when you're talking about if he if he can make a practice squad, that is a blessing in itself right now. And that's, that's really what I've told him. I said, because there's a lot of things that obviously coming from the D2 level, he needs to learn, you know, and I mean, that's not a – a knock on him, but again, again, he is really raw, and the ceiling can go as high as he really wants it to go with his work ethic and and him really getting some good mentorship and some, uh, you know, you know, really watching and learning from those guys, you know, and learning from how the professionals do it, and and just being, he's not a kid that parties or is out there that really has the off the field kind of out of control social lifestyle, so. Um, his family has a really good grasp on keeping him in tune on reality and what's going on. So um, two or three years down the road with obviously where he doesn't, ha- where team where teams can be, you know, hopefully the Giants can be um, patient with him. He'll be fine. You know, I mean, he'll put some more weight on him. He definitely um, at, at those positions at being that receiver tight end and those kind of things, he runs well enough. He'll continue to get stronger and faster and it's just going to come down to patience and him being in the best fit where, again, he doesn't have to get thrown in the fire so fast. Mm-hmm. But two or three years down the road, I think, you know, again, you always hope that, you know, you can stay healthy, stay available, and I think that he'll, he'll have a good chance. And- All right, let's take a brief break now for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. When we come back, you'll hear uh, part of an interview that I did with Ryzen John of Simon Fraser University. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I guess I just wanted to ask you first, you know, I wanted to say, you know, congratulations on, on joining the Giants and you've, you've been going through some of these virtual meetings so far, I assume. How's that been going? Uh, yeah, so lately, yeah, this past weekend, uh, yeah, we were just doing some meetings with teams and uh, our position coach as well this past weekend now too. And then individually now this week, I've uh, been able to see my position coach as well with uh, Freddie Kitchen. So that's been going well, but yeah. And is is it? Uh, I mean, at this point, it's is is it a lot of information for you at this point, or uh, or just kind of get to know your stuff and, and all that? Well, it's a, I think it's a little bit both, though. But at the same time, it's football. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into uh, into the game, right? Have to know your playbook and have to know your assignment as well, though. But even having to play receiver for such a long time and now try to make a transition to tight end, um, it's a it's a little bit I wouldn't say difficult, but it's a little different different perspective, right? So it's um, in terms of plays and uh, how everything is called inside out. But, uh, but I think I'm getting good, pretty good understanding of it. Um, there's a lot of concepts and terminology that I'm still trying to learn, of course, right now, though. But, uh, but yeah, it's just like football, though, really. really. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, you're, you're transitioning, you know, not only from, you know, Division two football, you're transitioning to the, the tight end position. Um, and at this point, I mean, how do you practice or how do you begin to adjust to, you know, to the physical parts of that, to the three-point stance, to the, you know, to the different things you're going to have to do physically, you know, without, you know, without having team practices? Yeah, well, this is where I am still keeping my responsibility of just being active, you know, as best as, best as I can, you know, being available to go to the gym here and there and still having to do my own stuff at home as well, though. So, but even having to switch up the position even, uh, as well, though, I mean, obviously there's a lot of strength to be involved in terms of, in terms of the blocking game, too. Now that's something I have to, you know, learn, you know, throughout the process of how to block um, a defensive line or outside linebacker, you know, that type of thing, as well, in terms of technique and leverage. But I think as well, though, like having to know the stance or like even try to learn the stance even more, having to go from two-point to three-point, um, I mean, that's, that's based on my own time, too, though. So I've been doing, you know, I've been doing some things at home, though, just trying to prep myself to get my steps right a little bit. And, and you like to switch to, what uh, you like to switch to tight end from, uh, you know, from being uh, a wide receiver? Uh, I mean, I haven't practiced. I haven't had a full practice of being tight end, though. But I, even when I was in the Hula Bowl 
in Hawaii, I still had to do, I was, I was doing like wide receiver and tight end reps, but I was doing way more tight end reps for that week in preparation for the game, for the Hula Bowl game. So, uh, but yeah, even playing tight end, I, I kind of thought I was like more involved within the offense, at least more involved with the game, game plans as well. Though. So, you know, at the time, though, I, it was cool playing tight end, though. So, I'm, you know, I told our teams that I'm willing, you know, you know, make you know, not only make the team, but even play, I get playing tight tight end, I'll uh, most certainly, you know, do it, uh, do it, uh, play tight end, and, you know, fuck up the way a little bit, and while still keeping the speed intact. So, I, I kind of think I see that too. I'd be more of a weapon that way. I was curious also, you know, obviously you signed as an undrafted guy with the Giants. You know, why the Giants? You know, did you have uh, did you have other opportunities as well? Uh, well, even after, I think it was like five minutes after the draft, after the seventh round that Roger Goodell closed off the draft. I think it was not only, with, I think it had to be within five minutes or so that I got the first call from an NFL team and it happened to be, uh, happened to be the Giants calling as the first team. And I kind of just took the first offer right on the table and just took it and just ran with it. So I uh, signed it right there, too, though. So I took the offer, accepted it. So, wow. yeah, it was, it was within the first call. But yeah, so, I mean, there would have been, like, other options out there, too, though. But, like, pretty much any opportunity that you can get that I felt you can get, that was it right there. So, uh, but it was a cool it was a cool moment, though, uh, uh, for sure. Has the NFL always been, you know, something that, that maybe you've had your eye on? Even as a kid growing up, uh, having to watch, you know, NFL, you know, NBA back in the day, too, growing up, and CFL as well. But especially in the NFL, having to play football for a long time, I always had a dream. I always had, um, always had a plan getting to this point now. Um, even coming out of high school where, you know, if I ever had a chance, you know, I'll be playing these Division two balls. You know, a great, great, uh, great opportunity to get playing time, though. But uh, if I had more exposure to a D1 school or to anywhere else, um, maybe I could have been higher on some of the list, too. However, though, I mean, um, having to go with D2 is good. Um, but having to be in NFL now, um, jumping from Division two to NFL now, is big. Is a, it does feel like a pretty big jump and still surreal at this moment, too, though. But at the same time, you just take every opportunity and get it and just plan out, um, you know, your time. Where did the the sort of interest, the sort of love for the NFL, where did that come from? <laughs> just watching, uh, purely just watching football, uh, football man, just um, watching it, watching it on TV. Uh, had a couple of family friends of mine that have been playing CFL, uh, like veterans and stuff too. Though, uh, I mean, even I grew up watching the BC Lions so, uh, for a while. I'll be in Vancouver, um, seeing Drew or Simon as wide receiver. He's a legend himself, so I've been watching him as a wide receiver. He, he was a dope player back then, and then there's a whole bunch of, you know, football players that, you know, I've seen in person, um, at least it was CFL games, and I was able to go to the Seahawks game one time, so there was, there was some football aspirations and inspirations that I've seen, uh, you know, on TV and in person too, though, but even as well in high school, um, a kid, uh, I don't know if you know the kid or heard the name before that, he was in Dallas and drafted by Houston, Christian Covington, um, of the defense, he's a defensive tackle, he's also from Vancouver, British Columbia as well. Uh, we went to the same high school or middle school together as well, though, uh, back in the day. So, um, but he was, uh, but Chris Covington, he was, um, he was a good inspiration to look at, too, because he went from my my high school to, to Division One in Rice University, Texas, and then getting drafted uh, to the Houston Texans now, uh, to the Houston Texans then, and then having to play with Dallas and now Denver Broncos, though. So, that inspiration came about 
actually since high school, really, I went out to middle school, right? So with all, when we were on the same campus as well. So that was my inspiration right there. And then a few other guys, like Rashawn Simonize, who also went to my high school for one year. He was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals as a wide receiver. And then and then now Chase Claypool, who's, you know, just an hour away from me from Abbotsford, uh, you know, having to go to Notre Dame and now picked in the second round to the Steelers. So, so we, had some, we had a few athletes coming out of BC recently, uh, I think since 2010 now. So, uh, I mean, now, like, football here is it's not as big as Washington football, California football, but there's, uh, there's a few ballers out here that are trying to make a name for themselves, though. And, and how'd you end up at, at Simon Frazier? Um, purely off, like, the scholarship offers they got me. Um, there was a few, that was pretty much the only NCAA school that offered me a scholarship, though, when, uh, and while they were in Canada, too, though, so obviously SMU is the only Canadian school at the NCAA school as well, though, but there was other, uh, Canadian schools back east that, you know, tried to offer me a scholarship as well, though, but, um, but in terms of all the Canadian schools, they only covered tuition as a full-ride scholarship, and I didn't want to pay any other expenses, like, um, not only tuition was covered, but I didn't want to pay the housing and food plan and all that stuff as well if I went back east. So I kind of just kept the original, kind of just stayed at home uh, within my parents' house and kind of just took the full ride scholarship that way uh, to time prison. I was thinking, given with the opportunity I was given, uh, I felt time prison was the best option. Coach, when I talked to him the other day, he said that, that he felt like, like you were still, you know, a raw product in terms of having a lot to learn and technique to learn and and uh-huh. and and things like that. Is that? I mean, do do you look at it that way? Like, like you still have a long way to go to reach. You know what you think might be your potential. Um, I think now transferring to tight end uh, definitely feels like I might be probably a really raw, really raw tight end coming into it. But uh, at the same time, though, like. If I know football, like I know football, like I do now, like I have been playing since I was nine years old. Also, I know I know the speed of the game might be a little different, obviously from a Division two standpoint, right? So everyone's a little bit smarter and a lot, a lot faster um, from before as well. So now just coming in, adapting to you know the environment, change, um, you know, to my lifestyle, and coming into the NFL now. So it's uh, like I said, it's gonna be a little bit different playing tight end, though. But like I said, I'm willing to do it. Uh, willing to play that position. And really, really thrive um, off my role as, uh, as a team, good teammate, and um, you know, as a good tight end in the league, great tight end in the league. All right, Giants fans, that's a wrap on our show for today. As always, we thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Big Blue View Radio. Please remember to subscribe on all of your favorite podcast applications. Follow us on Twitter at Big Blue View. Check us out on Instagram at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Uh, Give a peek to our Facebook page. Lots of different platforms for you. Uh, We have a YouTube channel now where Emery Hunt of Football Game Plan has been uploading videos. Also, we'll have some other content there in the near future as we try to really expand our offerings in uh, in several of the, of the social platforms out there. So, you know, please watch for all of those things. You know, support us on as many of the platforms as you can. Check out the Chris and Joe show here on Big Blue View Radio as we continue to try to give you as much New York Giants coverage as we possibly can, you know, during this uh, during this difficult time for all of us and during this really slow period, you know, for NFL news. We thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.